0: All right, boys, welcome to the first official Five Out podcast. Today, we're going to recap the NBA draft as well as go over some NBA free agency moves. We're also going to talk a little bit about some college basketball. Some big upsets have happened. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the COVID stuff, what we think that's going to play out. But for the most part, we're going to stick with the NBA. I got Brandon Taylor with me and Robin Kim. These are guys you're going to hear about a lot over the next few months, uh, hopefully longer. But we're going to go ahead and start off with our best and worst. What this is, is basically we're going to say what our best and worst were for the weekend. Um, So like, I'm going to go ahead and start off because I do this with my other podcast. My best of the weekend, it was Thanksgiving. It was also my birthday. So I got to spend my birthday watching football, eating good, eating good food, uh, turkey, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Got to love Thanksgiving uh it was it's my fi- it's one of my favorite holidays it's an underrated holiday so for you if you guys hate thanksgiving you guys suck but it is what it is my worst for the weekend i'm gonna stick with uh football on this one because my indianapolis colts lost not only did they lose to the titans they lost the division lead um which sucks because we're still in the playoff hunt i still think we're a playoff team but we're no longer in the division lead i want to see a first round game in indianapolis that's my best and worst brandon what was your
1: best and worst for the weekend, sir? Uh, my best of the week was uh, getting those two uh, Jordans um, that dropped on, um, on sneakers. I ended up getting them when I got back home. That was definitely my best of the week. And then my worst was the Cowboys got the living shit beat out of them on Thanksgiving Day. Rob, you're up.
2: My best got to be uh, definitely spending time with my family this weekend, you know. Thanksgiving, great food. And uh, it was nice to uh, have a little break from school, finals coming up and all that. Uh, My worst, uh, no-brainer, it's got to be the Steelers Thanksgiving game with the Ravens getting postponed forever. At this rate, we have no idea. We don't even know. It could be Wednesday. But that's what we saw on Thursday last week.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I definitely think um, it sucks because I, I was wanting to see them play on Thursday, and it is what it is. Hopefully they, hopefully when this comes out, the game would have been played and Robbins' worst turns into a best, because I do think the Steelers will win that game. But we're here to talk about NBA. Um, I believe it was the 18th of November is when the draft actually aired. So we're going to go ahead and dive into it, give you guys a little recap of everything that happened. The first five picks we're going to talk about a little bit here. Minnesota takes Anthony Edwards. Golden State takes James Wiseman. Charlotte takes the third ball brother, LaMelo. And then Chicago takes Patrick Williams. And then Cleveland takes Isaac. Oh, I don't even know how to say his name. Awakaru? Uh, Awakaru. I
1: know, I know he's from Atlanta. It's
2: Isaac Okoro. Okoro, <laughs> Okoro, Okoro, Okoro.
0: One thing you guys will learn is I'm terrible at pronunciation, especially with hard names. But let's go ahead and talk about these top three because these three were talked about for months. Um, about the one, two, and three, really it was, you know, who do you want to take first? So Anthony goes first. Brandon, I'd like to hear your thoughts on if Minnesota made the right choice.
3: I
1: think they made the right choice. I think you have D'Angelo De- at the one. You have Towns is a big man. So, I mean, you either need to get a good two or and a good two or a good three. I think Anthony Edwards was definitely the best shooting guard in this draft. He's crazy athletic. He, he's a three-level scorer. He's, 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 he's really my age, really, he's supposed to be in college, he he reclassed up so he's young, and I think he's ready to play with the big boys. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, really, Russell. But one, one negative is that I'm not sure if he's a winner because of Georgia, but we're, we're, we're gonna see, that's the only, that's my only negative. He's going into a bad situation then because if you're the
0: Timberwolves uh, with Carl Anthony Towns and Russell, like, no offense to the younger generation. I know I'm young, but no offense to them. I feel like they just like to play for the money, for the flash, to get the nice things. They're not about winning. So we'll see how that works out. Um, Rob, did Golden State make the right choice with Wiseman at two? Oh,
2: man. I mean, this is tricky. Like, obviously, they needed a big man. They have their core. Steph, Clay, Draymond, but unfortunately, the worst news we could hear: Clay Thompson out for the year again. I was pretty surprised. I mean, because of that news, I thought they could have taken a shot at Lamelo, mm-hmm. just give him some time and pair up with the greatest shooter of all time and history. It would have been nice to see, but I mean, I guess in the long run, Wiseman is their future big.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I think he's. The right fit for the team right now. Um again, it sucks because the Warriors were were gonna come back. I thought they were gonna come back and this was gonna be the year with Clay. They were gonna they were gonna shut up all the haters. Um, I still think it could happen. Did he tear his other Achilles
1: or was it the same one?
2: Different leg, different leg. Wow. I thought he tore his ACL. No ACL was in the finals and the Achilles was gotcha this year.
0: God, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're, right you're right, you're all, right. you're right. All my A's are tripped up. All my A's are tripped up. But Keeley, they feel, yeah. <laughs> it, it sucks Dang. to not see Clay though, because he is the most pure shooter I've ever seen, uh, oh. at least play live. You know, I've seen wow. some great shooters, but uh, when it comes to like playing live, like him and Clay together or him and Curry together, excuse me. Um, they definitely well deserve their name, the Splash Bros. Let's dive into some of these other picks. I'm gonna to jump to number 21, Tyrese Maxey. He's a name that we all know pretty well because he played in the Dallas area. He played AAU here. And then I believe he was at um, South Garland was where he played his high school ball at. Brandon had the opportunity to play him in high school. So Brandon, what are your thoughts on Maxey?
1: So my sophomore year, I, I didn't even get in the game, but his senior year, my junior year, the next year I'd, I played and I, I started the game. And seeing him play, is just ridiculously super smooth, and this is when he's a senior. He's super smooth. Whenever he plays, he had a smooth sixteen, like didn't even break a sweat. Mm-hmm. They they beat us by twenty. You know, yeah. he is a great defender. He is a bucket getter. He is the all around player. Kentucky, that, yeah. Whenever he was, everybody was saying he's going to Kentucky. When I when after we played him, I was like, yeah, he's definitely Kentucky bound. He's <laughs> he's good enough to play at Kentucky. I was impressed yeah. with his game.
0: For sure, I remember I remember watching him in the you know, in the Coppell tournament, and I was like, "This hey, this dude's a real deal." And it you can definitely tell from early on that he was going to you know do something in the NBA. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it pans out because it'll be cool to see a, a guy from Dallas. You know, we've seen some guys from Texas. I know me and Ra played against like De'Aaron Fox, and he's balling out with the Kings now. Miles uh, Turner. Miles Turner as well, yes. Terrence Ferguson, like the Dallas area, has had a lot of a lot of big guys go to the NBA and do some good things, um, but we'll see. We'll see.
2: It's max contract, De'Aaron Fox now. You're That's right. Crazy. You are right. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. I I played him in a in a tournament in Houston. It was the first time I ever played him, and I have never played someone so fast in my life, dude. Like that it, to see him do it in the NBA court. And he, make, he makes them look slow, like NBA players look slow. Like, think about how he makes, like, <laughs> like me and my my teammates at the time look back in, like, seventh grade. I mean, he he is on a different level. And uh, hopefully hopefully everyone does good things, as you love to see Dallas kind of step up. But, Rob, there is a guy drafted 59th. I don't know if you remember him. Jalen Harris from Duncanville. He of he course.
2: <laughs> Of course. Of course.
0: Yeah, he uh he got drafted by the Raptors, which it's awesome to see him get drafted. man. Was that the Sam game? Yeah. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah, he killed us two years in a row. But That's the first tough. year we got the better of him. The second year, Duncan but he didn't even kill us, Rob, did he? No, yeah, he he, he was our he was our full game plan. Like our game plan was stop Jalen and then it was like the other guards who went off. What, yeah, did dude. did he go to Nevada right off the bat, or did he transfer? Right, he went to, he went to La Tech. Yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. Nevada. In Nevada, yeah.
2: yeah, dude. But on that last play, Drew, I got that back screen on him, and he threw me out of the way. <laughs> but you know, they're not gonna call foul. They're not gonna call foul.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no,
0: for sure, no, they're not. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he got he got drafted fifty ninth, which is cool to see someone you know uh, again get drafted. Uh, Dallas really really did well because not only did we have Tyrese Maxi go. Um Jalen Harris there's a guy named RJ Hampton he played overseas in Australia or no, New Zealand excuse me this year um, but he's from he, he played in Little Elm he probably played elsewhere I don't know honestly but Brandon you know him pretty well you've played against him as well what's your thoughts on RJ and what he can do in the NBA?
1: Um, I, I definitely think he's a, a, a more offensive guy whenever he played us uh, he scored 50 on us I mean I'll give him that <laughs> he, he was the whole team Um I will say, uh, whenever he was guarding me, I-, I did score on him a couple times. But I mean, he—I'm sure the professional basketball really helped his defense game out a lot. Uh, and he-, he did get taller whenever he left to New to New, New Zealand. So I- I'm sure him and his him and his trainer and all that worked on worked on that because you know you just don't go to the NBA overnight, obviously. But uh, you know, I, I definitely think uh, he's a- he's definitely a-, a good offensive player for sure.
0: Yeah, I think he'll help that n- Nuggets backcourt a little bit on the coming off the bench. Now, Rob, I know you're a Mavs fan. I know you're a basketball fan in general, but you're really a Mavs fan. I got to ask you about the Mavericks draft, how you thought they did overall taking Josh Green with the 18th overall selection. What are your thoughts?
2: Solid pick. I mean, with everybody available, great choice. Uh, he's Australian, you know. So he's uh has he's a little tight with Ben Simmons has some NBA you know friends family I guess uh he went to IMG Academy so you know he's been hooping since high school and uh he played with Nico Nico Mannion mm-hmm. so you know I think they're both gonna be ready and then we also got you know Tyrell Terry coming in from Stanford yep. he's got some Trey Young vibes you know
1: he does. I, I saw I saw his uh his 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 draft highlights and he can shoot that thing. He's he's really gonna be able to stretch out the defense.
0: Yeah. yeah. For sure. The the Mavs got a lot of the Mavs got good this offseason. They they got sneakily good, in my opinion. I'm not a big Mavs fan. You guys will find that out throughout that I uh love to hate the Mavs, but they did do good offseason. Nothing no big moves yet. Uh key emphasis on yet. Hopefully we see something soon. But um, you talk about Nico Mannion, he goes to the Warriors, he's about to learn how to be one of the best shooters in the NBA. Robin, what are your thoughts about that, sir?
2: Okay, I mean, no offense at all, Nico, but of him ever becoming the greatest shooters with Stephen Clay, that's going to be a long way to go, a long way to go. But, I mean, obviously, it's a great fit. I mean, could you imagine getting drafted to a team like that, getting to shoot with them after practice, you know, work out with them on a daily basis. I don't see how this could go bad for him. And, I'm like, even if he doesn't have big minutes, he could easily take up a Caruso role, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: exactly. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. No, it definitely, definitely is something that he could probably do for sure.
1: Uh, I saw a thing on Twitter, you know, with all these, the past, like, decades, you know, all these basketball players were having super elite camps, you know, as, as you've seen LeBron with Anthony Davis back in the day. There was a picture with Wiseman and Nico with Curry, like, mm-hmm. two years ago, and that's just crazy, you know, that's just yeah. absurd. Two years, you're in his camp, and now you're teammates with them. That's just crazy.
0: Well, no, the, the, the more crazier thing to me is the fact that now we have a Curry brand.
1: That, too. I did see that.
0: Like so, we you know our our really our parents you know always talked to us about you know Jordan's the goat. Jordan's the goat. He's got his own brand, his own shoe line. Well, like in my opinion, Curry is on the same level as Jordan now when it comes to like his stature in the just in the NBA and in the world in general. Like dude's got his own shoe now. Dude already had his own shoe line pretty much uh, with Under Armour, but now it's no longer gonna have Under Armour. It's gonna have his Curry logo on it. Uh, i mean huge shout out to him cuz he he really he really implemented himself and he became the star he is now so all love to to Steph, bro like he he earned it um it is what it is and i probably will never buy something like that cuz i don't like under armour
1: <laughs> yeah i'll i'll uh, say I, I i understand cool. the the low, the his own brand that's awesome that's 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 really nice but you're not going to see anybody camping out saying, I'm ready to cop the new Currys. You know, it's just, exactly. it, it will never touch the
2: Jordans It's, to me. it's still Nike and Jordan all day. Yeah, right. Exactly. Text yes. over
1: stripes and everything else. That's what I like. That <laughs> <Not> on <our laughs> Cactus Jack. Exactly. Yeah.
0: N- Nike and Jordan know how to do it, uh, but it is cool to see Curry get his own brand. Now, there's a couple picks in my opinion. I want to hear what your guys' thoughts as well. Are some steals in the second round. We always see some guys in the second round turn out to be, um, you know, superstars, stars, all stars, whatever you want to call them. One guy, forty-one. The Spurs take Trey Jones. I think that is a super, super underrated pick. I think the Spurs are going to get a backup point guard that could turn out to be something special, and just because of
1: Popovich. What do you think, Brandon? Uh, I think Trey will be better than his brother. I I will say, Tyus did win a championship with Duke, but he did he he did have a lot of help. But I think Trey just plays the point guard better. He plays great defense. He's a great leader, and he knocks down shots. And I think he's just going to be a better player than his older brother. Plus, the younger brother always is better than the older brother, like mine. I hope mine is way better and has, doesn't have to go through junior college. Hope it goes straight to the Division I level and doesn't have to mess with all this crazy stuff. But I'm just saying the younger brother is always better.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Robin, is that the same with you with your sister?
2: I just think the youngest sibling is always superior, man. I don't know, there's always something to it. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's experience, uh, the gen- I don't know, the genetics part, man, <laughs> man, it's it just happens. Hey, well, taller or something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully we see that
0: with Kenyon Martin Jr. getting drafted 52nd by the Kings. Obviously, we we all saw his his dad grow up and play ball. Uh dude was an athletic freak. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what his I guess his son takes from that and, and kind of grows and you know we'll see we'll see uh, Nick Richards right that's how I, I think yeah, that's how say out, of, that, out of Kentucky I yeah out of Kentucky drafted by the Pelicans but then he was traded to the Hornets uh, I think he could be you know an old school big if you want to call it that someone to just block shots defensively kind of kind of like a Willie colly style um, I don't see anything big coming from him but I just I like those guys from Kentucky. I think I I love the bigs who can just block, pick and roll, and go catch a lob. So yeah, I think no, they um, Jackson
2: Hayes, yeah. You know, I don't know. How... No, he's traded. He's
0: traded to the Hornets. He's on the Hornets.
2: Jackson Hayes?
0: No, 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 no. Uh, Nick Richards.
2: Oh, oh, oh
0: no, okay. No, yeah. He was Not drafted that. by the Pelicans, but he got traded to the traded Hornets. To so he's on. So he's on the Hornets. And the Hornets don't really have like a dominant big. I guess big you could say. Too. I mean, yeah. yeah,
2: they're total rebuild. Like, if anything in the Hornets is gonna change, it's got to be now hello yeah. ball I mean, exactly <laughs> I say, signing gordon Hayward for that much money oh i
1: forgot they do have gordon Hayward yeah. they do did
2: y'all see that stat the other day of he's up with leBron and kD as like the only players in the history to have multiple 30 million or more con- contracts yeah that's the list it's LeBron, he, Kevin that that boston, that
1: boston contract i don't know why i don't know why they did that
2: Hey, give he he to was his agent.
0: He was coming off his best his best year though in Utah, so it makes sense why he got That's that. That's true. And then he broke his he like broke his ankle the first like the first his game. leg.
1: Yeah, his leg. Yeah.
0: So it makes sense. But my last kind of steal of the draft, Cassius Winston from Michigan State. He got drafted by the Thunder, but he got traded to the Wizards. I loved watching him play at Michigan State. That dude is a proven winner. Um, unfortunately, he's going to a bad bad organization in Washington. And playing for the Wizards but hopefully he pulls out and does something good for them. I think maybe maybe he gets dropped at some point and picked up by another team. Hopefully he gets somewhere where he can make a difference cuz right now I don't think he's at that point. But that does it that for guy. our. Yeah. Love this game. He like I said, he's just a proven winner and I love guys who come from um, Tom Izzo's uh organiz- or basketball team. I, I just love guys coached by him. But that does it for our recap of the draft.
1: Well, I got one more. Oh, one more still ooh, the draft. You're good. Um, I feel like Mason Jones should have gotten drafted out of Arkansas 100%. SEC player of the year led his team in everything but blocks, and he still didn't get picked. And the reasoning why was because um, I read on Twitter, he said that he wanted to become an all-star and he wanted to be one of the top uh, players on the team. And I understand that uh, some of these teams are looking for role players, but I mean, Come on. I mean, you know, you you don't score 25 in the SEC. And, you know, that's just crazy to me. But we'll see. He got picked up by the Rockets on a two-way deal. So we'll see how how that sleeper goes.
2: Hey, shout-out Coach Jerome.
1: (laughs) Right. There you go.
0: (laughs) My bad. I forgot about Mason Jones. I forgot he he went undrafted. But, hey, we've seen two-way contract players come out and make a difference. Shout-out Alex Caruso. Um, But there's been a lot of guys two-way contracts. It's not a bad thing. You know, technically, you're in the NBA. He's still going to get some minutes, uh, you know, with the Rockets. And we'll see how – what the Rockets do this offseason because James Harden might not be there.
2: Yeah, and he's the younger brother of Matt Jones. So, we'll see if the younger brother is better. There you go. We'll see. There you go. Shoot. Matt, Matt. Matt.
0: Matt Jones went to, went to DeSoto, right? And then he went to Duke. Duke. He, yep. he, I remember watching him my freshman year against Coppell, um put buckets on us, bro, in the playoff game. Buckets. Yes, dude,
2: I used to work out with him in the Jerome workouts. And, yeah. dude, center of the rim every time. Nets only. <laughs> center of the rim every time, bro.
1: I think he was on the national championship team. Yeah, with, with Dead Duke. Yo,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I think he was the oldest player at Duke at the time, or he yeah. was, like, the oldest player who was playing at the time. Yeah, it was, like,
1: always, like him, and, it was him and Quinn, Quinn Cook.
0: Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, because they always have those guys who – they always have, like, old like old dudes who never touch the court, and then they always have, like, two or three, like, guys who stay there for all four years. All four years. And Matt Jones was one of the guys I think I, – I think he was there just for four years. So I don't think he redshirted his freshman year. I don't think he did either. So, but, yeah. So, shout out Mason Jones. Hopefully he – comes out and and balls out let's go ahead and move into the free agency there's been a lot of big moves NBA is known for a wild offseason I mean in the first what week we saw a ton of moves let's go ahead and start off with some big winners the Atlanta Hawks have got to be a big winner Rob let me let me know your thoughts on what the Hawks have done this
2: year best move in my opinion has to be stealing Bogdanovich from the Bucs yeah. I mean, whenever I heard Bogdanovich was going to go to Milwaukee, I really thought that's going to be the piece to keep Giannis for the future. But with that simple move, that might have ruined the whole Bucks franchise. <laughs> you, yeah. never exactly. you never know. Exactly. I mean, him and Trey together, that's going to be a nice backcourt. And they still have Kevin Herter, right?
1: Yep. Yep, they got Herter.
2: Yeah. He's a sharpshooter, man. So they got a lot of shooting over there. Yeah. I, I know. too.
0: I know Trey Young's one of your favorite players, Brandon. So give me your thoughts on what the Hawks did.
1: Um, I think the Hawks are just trying to look out for for ways to to keep improving, so they can keep Trey on that on that contract deal. So by the time his contract finishes, that he'll want to stay, and you know they can you know keep keep building brick by brick, and you know with, with Trey, you know we we all have heard the comparisons to Stephen Curry. So you know maybe that'll get them to a championship. You know we'll see. I think Trey Trey Young was an All Star this year, a starter, I believe, right. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, no, yeah, he was a starter, I, yeah, starter.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I think he's capable of doing it. You know, I think, I think that's just a good addition. Dude, I played against Trey
2: Young, middle school, and this dude was different. Like, I knew he was gonna be special. Like, we were obviously losing to his team, right? So we're, <laughs> we're, we're full court pressing, and uh, I'm starting point guard, and then my shooting guard, he's more athletic than me. Okay, so he's guarding Trey, full court press. Trey sprinting right at him nutmegs him eighth grade I'm like this kid's different bro and then ever since then he went to OU put the nation on notice and now him and Atlanta turning it around I could never have seen this coming
0: <laughs> yeah I, I I like what they're doing they're getting him weapons on the outside so Trey doesn't have to do it all himself uh, he'll be able to facilitate a little bit more, and I mean they're stacked with shooters. I- I'd be scared to play them, especially with the NBA how it's going with a bunch of three-point shooters, um, and they've got some bigs. On- I love John Collins, bro. He's an old-school big, in my opinion.
1: He wait for us, right? right? Yeah, Forrest. yeah, I like him. Yeah. He will
0: he will dunk on you and and not be sorry about it. So I, I love watching John play. Yep, head tap. <laughs> <laughs> they got but- Capela too. Yeah, Clint Capella, yeah. And they they drafted the guy out of U- USC. I don't know his name. Um, oh,
2: uh, Yekka.
1: yes. Yeah,
0: I was like, I, I'm not pronouncing that name, but yeah. So the, <laughs> I, I like what they're doing. They got Gallinari. Rayon Rondo is a sneaky, cool. sneaky steal because he's going to come help them. He's going to help Trey grow, and he's also going to help that second unit uh, be able to facilitate. And if they need a stop, Rajon Rondo is going to be in there, and he's going to get a stop for him at least on the guard position. Yeah,
2: he's the brains. For sure. He's a wizard. And he's, he's a winner. A he's
0: proven he's a winner. He's one and two. Winner and a
2: wizard, yes. <laughs>
0: um, but let's, let's talk about the team that he left, the Los Angeles Lakers, who in many opinion have had the best offseason so far, the addition of Montrez Harrell, Wes Matthews, Dennis Schroda, Marcus Saul. I mean, the team that won the championship just got stronger. Brandon, your thoughts?
1: I'm excited. You know, we definitely got the sixth man of the year with Trez. We got a great defensive player. And he won with Toronto two years ago. I like that pick. Dennis Schroeder, he was a great six man for OKC. Uh, I saw that he – yeah, I saw that he wanted to be a starter. I don't know how that's going to be because I know LeBron likes to run the point, so we're going to see how that's going to play out. But um, uh, I know the free agency, it was really good for Los Angeles, but hurting Rondo really hurt because I feel like in the playoffs, Rondo really stepped it up up and and really – let us compete in those playoffs for the Lakers, and I feel like if Rondo wasn't stepping up, I don't, I don't think we win. I don't think we win as as much as much, but I, I think we do still win the finals for sure.
0: for sure. Now, Rob, are the Lakers the the favorites to the, to repeat as champions this year?
2: I mean, as a Bron fan, I'd have to say so. But <laughs> every year, you know, ESPN comes out with stats. Some other team is the favorite somehow, some way. So we'll have to see how it goes. But I mean, just stealing Montrez from their next door neighbors and the Clippers, that's gotta be a positive. And then the backup of six man of the year is Dennis Schroeder and they picked him up too. So like their bench got better. And uh, I'm pretty sure Wesley Matthews, he was quoted saying he's a defensive minded player, but he's also known as a sharpshooter. So if he brings that defensive mindset, that could be very helpful. Is Avery yeah.
1: Bradley still gonna be
2: Miami?
0: No, he went to Miami, yeah. Miami, he's on the right? heat, which is good for Miami. I think that's a good sign yep. for him. But there's a team I want to talk about, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Somehow made the playoffs last year, and then <laughs> we're like, we didn't want to make the playoffs. Let's continue to rebuild. They move on. Um, what are your thoughts about how how they're how they're running their organization is, Rob? What do you what are your thoughts on like just acquiring all these picks and, and giving up on, I guess, all the talent they had?
2: I'd have to say uh, after witnessing what happened in Philly about like a decade ago, mm-hmm. I like this way much better than seeing <laughs> teams win 10 games a season, yep. trusting the process. Uh, OKC definitely did it better. They still made the freaking playoffs, and they're still getting picks. I just have to blame uh, probably Paul George. He gave, <laughs> he gave the whole franchise a whole lot of picks, man. I don't know. I think it was like 50, 50. Now they have just from that trade on, they have like fifteen or so acquisitions. Yeah, just mm-hmm. trades. Yeah,
0: it, it it is definitely an interesting way to rebuild. I haven't seen this done in a, I don't think ever, where a team just trades away guys for a bunch of picks and then does well the next season and then trades away all their good guys for picks. I I mean I love Steven Adams. He is he is honestly what oh, I would have been like if yeah, I would have played hurt. in the NBA.
2: Hey, um, it's look- Panther baby better (laughs) it's Pittsburgh panther baby
0: but um but he moves on to, to to new orleans which is big but there's a team i know you want to talk about brandon because one of your favorite players is on it the phoenix suns they get chris paul helps out devin booker do you see the suns as a playoff team this year
1: well, Chris Paul, I, I really didn't think he had any, any more left in the tank whenever he came to OKC. Mm-hmm. So seeing him lead that team and making it to the playoffs, you know, they, they weren't even projected to make the playoffs in the first place. And I think he even had them at number six. Like, he, they weren't even the a seed. So, I mean, he can still go. You know, he's a great leader. I mean, I think he can really help that team and he can guide Devin Booker. You know, I mean, even though Devin Booker really – you know, it's molding into it a veteran, as you would say. But I mean, yep. you know, they can, he can still teach them his tricks. And I think they're going to be a lot, a lot better this year, adding Chris Paul. Yeah.
0: Hey, hopefully, I I, I don't want to see Booker's career wasted. And so far, it had been wasted. I think the addition of Chris Paul gives them both help. Yeah. Um, it's going to he, help DeAndre Ayton, man. De- yes. Yep. DeAndre yeah, Ayton, too. Yep. DeAndre. Exactly. Exactly. Ayton will be a. I want to say a fringe all-star this year because of Chris Paul. I don't think he'll make it, make but it, he'll, yeah. he'll be in the running because I think Chris Paul makes bigs just that much better. And Aiden is a better version of of uh, Stephen Adams because yeah. he can score. Definitely, definitely I, I agree. I will
2: say uh, Aiden is probably going to be the most yelled at player this year. 100%.
0: <laughs> because
2: of Chris Paul. He's going to be on his ass, man.
0: Yep. And I, I love Mikael Bridges as a yeah. wing defender. So, I mean, Paul, Bridges, Booker. Aiden, and I don't know who their four would be off the top of my head, but uh,
2: yeah,
1: so yep. I was, about to say, I was thinking 2K. I was thinking, <laughs> I
2: think they also have Cam
0: Johnson. Cam Johnson, yep, yeah. yep. That they, they have a good roster. I don't know how deep they are, and the West is the West is so tough. So we'll oh, see. Yeah. I mean, I could see them as a playoff team, but let's go ahead and let's jump into the worst teams, the worst free agency off seasons they've had so far. The Detroit Pistons. Um, I mean,
2: <laughs> I, what are they doing? Do y'all do y'all know? As soon as I saw Mason Plumley got signed <laughs> to that contract, I gave up. But, I mean, Jeremy Grant. I thought that was nice stealing them, him from the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. He had a great bubbles performance.
1: I was gonna say uh, they signed Grant and Plumlee because they both were on the the Nuggets. Yeah, but uh, I I yeah, I don't know is Derek Rose still on, on that squad?
0: I think he's still on that s- squad. But yeah, they also signed Jaleel Oka- Okafor and okay. Josh Jackson. Um, drafted Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes. They drafted well. They just did terrible in off in the free agency, the free agency. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, I I don't think anyone's afraid of the Pistons.
2: Um, Blake's still there too. Blake's still there. Free Blake. Free
1: Blake. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't think they did a horrible job in the free. I think they just did an okay job. Yeah. But I mean, it's Detroit. You know, you, we don't really expect a lot out of Detroit. You know, they're, they're not. They're not the bad boy squad anymore. You know.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's just NBA is a little bit better when Detroit's at least competitive in basketball. But we'll we'll see how they kind of play out.
1: I was gonna say. If they make the playoffs, LeBron's going to beat him anyway, like he does every year, but he's in the West now. Yeah, it's like
0: LeBron's in the West.
1: <laughs> but, hey, the
0: East could potentially get tougher if the Houston Rockets trade James Harden. So I, I want to talk about Houston and your guys' thoughts on whether they should keep Russ and James or they should move on from one or both. What are your thoughts, Rob?
2: Um. Okay, so, I mean, considering they signed Boogie Cousins, they could have... Give it a shot, you know? Give something a shot and then blow it all up. But, I mean, I'm all for breaking it up just because James Harden has been an MVP caliber player every single year when he's been in Houston, okay? And he can't get past whoever it is, the Warriors, Lakers, and he's had Dwight Howard there, Chris Mm -hmm. Paul, Russell Westbrook, Mike D'Antoni's offense strictly for James Harden. All the numbers he's put up. They just can't get it done. So, I mean, I really don't see any hope there. I mean, they let go of their GM, Daryl Morey, and he's in Philly now. Yep. So, I don't see any future. But, I mean, especially even DeMarcus Cousins, he's coming off of, like, two injuries. Like, season-ending injuries. So,
0: yep.
2: it's going to be exciting to see how it turns out. They might end up just becoming a rebuild show, and it's Mason Jones season.
0: Honestly, I, I don't know if the – if if. I don't know what their what their success is. I just know Russ and James Harden, as great as they are on offense, they are not guys I want to build around. Um, I love watching them play. Uh, their game is pretty. I don't think they play the right way, but they do have an, a pretty offensive game. But I don't think their recipe is a way to success. So if I'm the Rockets GM, I'm moving on from them. But um, it might be tough to find trade partners. I really don't want to see Harden in Brooklyn. I think that would be
2: awful. Philly, please. Philly, please. If
1: he goes to the Nets, he is just messing up that whole free. They're, they're, they're all three of I, To be honest, I did not even like KD going to the Nets because Kyrie needs the ball. KD needs the ball. And then if James Harden goes, you already know he takes 47 dribbles every possession.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that is is Kyrie and James together wouldn't work? KD can work with either because he can play off ball. He kind of showed that with the Warriors for We're a couple a years bit. before everyone got hurt. But it, it would just it would just look awful in my opinion. I, I say move away. James needs to go to like Detroit. I mean, he's not going to go somewhere like that. But he's going to go. He's going to have to go somewhere where they can give up a lot. Um, Toronto. He should go to Toronto. I mean, wouldn't be bad. I still don't think. I don't still don't think they would, you know, get out of in, the Eastern Conference Finals. But that's true. They just they just need they just that's need Kawhi.
2: The only other option. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly,
0: I could see him going to the Heat potentially too. I don't know how much. I don't know if that makes him better. Ooh. But
2: hey, man, the dude's famous for his time in the club <laughs> in Houston. He would love Miami.
0: He would love Houston <laughs> Miami. <laughs> exactly now not I'm not going to spend much time on this, but I just want to say we already shout out, you know, De- De'Aaron Fox. But the Sacramento Kings have not helped him in any way. Um, please trade that man. Get him to a, a organization that helps him win some chips.
1: Nah, they he, ain't getting. They ain't getting rid of that man. Come on,
2: bro. Just <laughs> yeah, sign that max. That's gonna be tough yeah. To throw away. <laughs> yeah,
3: know,
0: they, they got to do something. But um, let's go ahead and move to the Wizards as well. They're in the same situation as it as a Houston Rockets. Um, with John Wall and Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal needs to move on. Um, yes. We, we need him on a different team. Get but... him
1: out of there. <laughs> but, but seeing him seeing him score that, that much and still seeing him lose, it, it, it honestly makes me sad. Yeah, for sure. It's,
2: it's potentially ruining his career because <laughs> that guy didn't make an all-star team. All-star right team. Here. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and John Wall, he, he was De'Aaron Fox before De'Aaron Fox and – that's what I'm saying. The Kings need to get him out because they're about to do what the Wizards did to John Wall. I still think either of them can help a mediocre team become a playoff team, or a, you know, a good team become a great team if they can get in the right situation.
2: Brad, just, for sure. Brad can be an elite asset.
0: Br- Br- Bradley Beal can take a good team to a playoff. Con- or I wouldn't say a championship contender, but a team that can contend in that division or in that yeah,
2: conference. I mean, excuse if me. If you look at the it's a bunch of duos right now. You know. Yeah. If you add Bradley Beal to any of those duos, I feel like they're going to have the advantage.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, for sure. Um 100% and I think John Wall still has elite speed. He just needs to stay healthy. Uh he's not he's not he's more of an old school point guard in my opinion, but if he could knock if he could start knocking down some shots and stay healthy, it's all he he he's good. I mean, I would love him on the Pacers, but I love Mockdown, like, you know, Brogdon. I love Brogdon. That's Brogdon. 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 Um, but let's finish off with the free agency talking about the Dallas Mavericks. I know you guys are Dallas fans, so I'm going to give you guys the floor. Your thoughts on the offseason so far. Let's go with Brandon first.
1: Uh, for the Mavericks, I, th- I think that they should try and, you know, really, really, really uh, try and persuade Giannis to come to Dallas. You know, that would be the first international big three with Luka and Porzingis. Uh, they said that, uh, you know, everybody's on the table except for KP and Luka for, for them to try and make that uh, deal happen. I think it'll be good for Dallas. You know, I, I you know, Dallas ended up uh, playing the Clippers in the second round of the playoffs, and you know they gave him a dogfight. So I feel like if Giannis comes, uh, you know, I, I, it could really uh, upgrade us to another level here in you know,
2: Dallas. Right, safe. exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Plus, you know, I, I kind of like the Giannis basketball shoes, so seeing some Dallas colorways would be, would be cool. I might would even get a pair.
0: Rob, your thoughts on the Mavericks offseason? I guess free agency, period.
2: Uh, losing Seth Curry, very saddening. Technically the best shooter in the league, 40-some percent from three. And the fact that we gave him the Philly, the team that desperately needs shooters, ah, uh, man. But uh, that hurts. But we got Josh Richardson in return. I'd say he's a definitely a better defender than Seth. Uh, I remember I watched a lot of Josh Richardson film and when he was in Miami because I had him on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. And he was a solid player, nice little role player. I'm pretty sure he started a little bit at shooting guard, and then he can he can shoot. He can shoot and play D three and D. That's what we need. I mean, he do, we don't need him to have the ball. It's gonna be in Luca's hands. Luca's hands. Like, right? it's
1: okay. Exactly. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I
0: actually really love. Josh Richardson if anytime I do a 2K fantasy draft Josh Richardson yep. is my Fritzen's sixth man. He's always there. Yep. He, he is Every my time. sixth man. Maybe seventh man depending on what I pick, but he is he is that first guy coming off the bench at the guard or four or small forward position. I think he helps you guys tremendously. I personally like him better than than Tim Hardaway uh to start at the 2. Me too. But I think Tim Hardaway's a better shooter, but I That's think fair. Josh Richardson is a better defender. I think matchup, you know, I, I think the Mavs are one of the best coaches in the NBA. Uh, he, he'll he'll put up he'll put in the right person against the right matchups. So I, I trust Rick Carlisle to do that.
2: They could um, put Josh at the three. They could yeah, put Josh they at the could three, put two, him two, at 1. three yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean that, that is true. And I mean, I guess Luka would be Luca would be the point. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then so, yeah.
2: and Smith at the four. That is well, true.
1: I I, that, I like I like I like Smith. Yeah. I like his game. He uh, plays real scrappy.
0: And James, James Johnson is, is another guy. I think he'll add tu- he'll add toughness. Yes, he'll add something the Mavs haven't had in years and toughness. Uh, also, you guys resigned Willie Collie Stein, which I think is huge because he's another guy. He's what well, he's he's basically Javel McGee for you guys. So I, I like that signing of him. But um, some guys we didn't mention. Gordon Hayward signs a huge contract to, to Charlotte. Don't know how much that really helps Charlotte because they're still not a playoff team with him. Um, we didn't really talk about the Bucks, but well, I feel like man. that I feel like that story is not going to be written until Giannis either signs that contract or he's gone. So there's cool. no need to waste our conversation talking about that, but that'll do it for the NBA section. We're going to take a quick ad break and hear from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. And then once we come back, we'll be talking about some college hoops. We'll see you guys after the break.
2: Anything.
0: All right, we're back now talking some college hoops. As you guys can see, I got IU behind me. Uh, I'm from Indiana, and if you're from Indiana, you like IU basketball and Notre Dame football. So if you guys hear me on the Split Up By podcast, I'm a Notre Dame fan, but I'm an IU basketball fan, even though we suck. Uh, Robin can attest to this whenever they play in March Madness I bring out the striped pants I got the striped ripped away pants my dad hooked it up a long time ago so IU is in my blood uh, even though they are garbage right now but it is what it is hopefully in the future they can be good again like a team we're about to talk about Gonzaga and Kansas played on Thanksgiving Day a really close game 102 to 90 which is very high scoring in college basketball in my opinion but Times are changing. You know, defense isn't being played anymore, and we can attest to that because Drew Timmy, a Dallas native, goes off for 25 for Gonzaga. I know, Robin, you played against him uh, one year in in high school. So did Brandon as well. Uh, but, Rob, can you talk to me about Timmy?
2: I mean, luckily, with my height, I never had to guard him. <laughs> but uh, the dude was insane. I mean – Ever since I was growing up, the tallest kid that uh I would ever play with it was 6'5", something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had to play him to do post hooks whenever he wants, drop steps for days. I mean, box him out with three people. And he knows how to get foul calls. Yep. That's, that was so frustrating. I mean, he's just a your force, man. What can I say? And he has some vision. He has some vision. Yeah.
0: He, he is a true point power forward because um, he can score anywhere he wants, and then, he like you said, he can pass the ball. But on the other side, too, on Kansas' side, we have another Dallas native, a guy who played at Skyline, Mar- Marcus. Marcus Garrett. Uh, I know, Brandon, you know a little bit about him. You didn't actually play it. You might know. You didn't play against him, but you might know him a little bit. I know you, he crossed over one of our ex-teammates, Tariq. Uh, can you tell me your thoughts about Marcus.
1: Um, before the Skyline game, uh, it was a packed house. Uh, you know, all of all the I was a freshman at the time, so you know I was hanging out with the sophomores and Cameron. You know, he, he was a sophomore, and he was telling me that Tariko was, you know, was was had a little bit of butterflies. You no, know, Garden Garden Marcus during the game, and you know, I mean, I wouldn't blame him. I mean, Marcus six seven point guard. You know, he, he was committed to Kansas before the season started. You know, that's just. You know it's a little frightening, but uh, that that game Marcus came to play and I uh, t- you know Tari- Tariq, uh, you know he took it as a learning experience, but you know Marcus you know he, he went on to Kansas and he, he ex- that explained why he should he showed out that game you know he I think he's a he's a good um, he's a good player and deserves that that Kansas you know name. Exactly, yeah. I think
0: I think he'll he'll su- he surprised me because um, he won defensive player last year. Correct for like for the entire NCAA I believe mm-hmm. and um now he's out there scoring 20 points so that's scary he's like what 66 six, we said or 67 yeah
1: yes yeah, about 67 yeah a long long, long yeah, yeah long D. so the wing span is
0: ridiculous exactly so you know he's got he's got a bright future ahead of him uh, it was good that he stayed for 4 years apparently cuz i didn't think he was ready to come out as freshman year and play in the nba but uh, maybe he might after his senior year but there were some upsets that have happened uh, we did not have March Madness in 2020, but we're having it right now because Virginia loses again to uh, a not a team that they should lose to. Virginia loses to San Francisco by one, uh, which is terrible for them. Uh, I feel so bad, but at the same time, it just it makes my happy seeing it makes my heart happy seeing these teams get uh, you know beat by unranked teams. And it happened again to, to Villanova. They lose to Virginia Tech, 73-81. Uh, again, another game where it's like, these teams shouldn't be losing, but maybe we'll talk a little bit here about why they are. And the final team that lost, that was ranked, Kentucky loses to Richmond, tw- or 76-64. to Rich what? Richmond! Yeah, there we go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But so, so we have three three teams lose in three days in, you know, one of their first or two second games. Now, I have a question for you guys. You know, we saw a little bit in college football. Some teams kind of take a little bit to get ready. Are we seeing the same thing happen here with with COVID and, and all the protocols and, and not being able to practice as much with teams for the whole summer and everything? Are we seeing the same thing kind of happen with that? What do you think, Brandon?
1: I want to hear The COVID <laughs> stuff for basketball players, it gives us more time. It gave it gave everybody more time to work on their game and work on their, their game plans. And you know, I just think so, some of the teams or some of the players just, you know, half-assed it, you know, quarantine this, quarantine that. You know, if you have a division one scholarship and you, you know, and if you're playing basketball, you it's a business. You have to be ready. Jerome says that all the time. Shout out, Jerome.
0: Jerome's getting a lot of shout outs here. Rob, what are your thoughts about how COVID's playing effect into at least the start of the season?
2: Um, I mean, affecting the season in terms of postponing, I think it's definitely going to happen in the future. I mean, I don't see how it could stop at the rate of the NFL is just now having like its peak in virus cases. Uh, but in terms of preparation for games and stuff, I also think it's just, it's like unprecedented times. Nobody's ever gone through something like this. So it's not just the players, coaches as well. Every, everybody that's involved they're all doing is this is basically like a test run so yep. they got to all do it together fake it till you make it yep and
0: hopefully hopefully we don't have a lot of postponements or cancellations in the uh college basketball season uh hopefully hopefully in March we are talking about March Madness the best time of the year uh it is it is to any basketball fans, even if you don't follow college basketball, I'll be honest, I am not a huge college basketball fan, but when March comes around, you best believe my eyes are glued to as many TVs as I can get my eyes on because I'm watching every single game. It is the most electric time of the year. So hopefully we are talking about that at the end of the year and, and hopefully we have a national championship game to be played. So I want to hear your guys' favorites. As of right now, you know, I know the season just started. There's some new, freight, new faces, some new teams on top. Rob, who are your, favorites right now to win the national championship this year
2: man i mean can i just cop out and say gonzaga number one overall <laughs> I mean, my personal sleeper is definitely going to be oklahoma state uh obviously they're not going to have any odds right now i don't think they're gonna have any favorites it's just they, they can up. um they can't actually yeah. participate right that's it's still ongoing the appeal okay. is ongoing so i mean if they figure out the end result then yeah they might not even play but just I I hope Kate Cunningham puts the team on his back just like Trey Young did at Oklahoma back when he was playing because I mean Kate Cunningham dude effortless effortless and he's also one of those tall point guards 6'6 and I mean they say he could be a potential number one overall pick so we'll see what he can do in college
0: I think he's been I think he's been talking about that for as long as I've known his name, which has been like three years now, he is the number one pick in his draft class. So he comes out and balls at Oklahoma State. I see no reason why he shouldn't be, and I don't, I don't see a reason why, you know, Oklahoma State's not a maybe a dark horse in the March Madness tournament if they're allowed to play.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep heads out. Now I, it's tough not to pick Gonzaga, but Brandon, if you had to pick a team that wasn't Gonzaga, who do you think who do you think would be the two teams playing in the national championship
1: at the end of the year? Um, the two teams. I think. Um, I think to be honest, it's. I think Gonzaga is, definitely has the best chance to get there. But mm-hmm. I will say right now, it's it's anybody's. It's, it's anybody's. It's up for grabs right now. But I have three sleepers. I I, I can't. I couldn't tell you the two teams that I think <laughs> that are gonna be that are to be a championship game. But I have two sleepers. I think. Um, I think Minnesota is a sleeper. I think um, Baylor would be a sleeper. They have that returning point guard mm-hmm. who was pretty good last year, and sure. then. Uh, yeah, and then I, I watched that Kentucky Richmond game, and uh, I, I like the way how Richmond plays. And I, I mean, I'm not saying that they might go all the way, but I think they could have a, a really high chance of being a good Cinderella story. They they play they play really well as a team when adversity hits.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, it, it's tough. Um, you know, doing doing college football is a lot easier. You get the normal people, the the Bama's, the Clemson of the world. College basketball. Know a not always there. They're there this year though, but college basketball, it, it, it is, it is anyone's race. You know, it, it's very hard to, to kind of dominate the entire year. Gonzaga's very lucky because they don't play in a tough, um, conference, but yeah. they do play, a, they do play a pretty tough, hard non-conference game because of that. So we'll see, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the season kind of plays out. Some of these yeah. preseason tournaments are almost over, um, Hopefully, hopefully we get some more answers. But I know there's some players that you guys want to talk about on who you guys think maybe win the, the – it's the Wooden Award, Wooden Award right, uh, for basketball. So give me some of your guys' Wooden Award uh, nominees as of right now who you guys
1: think might win it this year. Go ahead, BT. Uh, I think Luke Garza out of Iowa. That dude <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm surprised he even returned for one more year. I thought he was ready for the league, but, I mean – I guess with this, with the Corona and stuff going around, I guess you, you know, you do your own thing. But uh, I, I think he definitely has a high chance of getting that award, you know, especially as a returning player.
2: Rob, who's yours? I know you already said it, but <laughs> Mister Kate Cunningham. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's just—he, it's like slow motion for him. And uh, I thought, okay, he's playing high school basketball. He's just better than everybody, so maybe uh, he'll struggle in college. But so far. He's still playing at his own pace. It just looks like it's his world and everybody's living in it.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, we'll see how those two played out. Do you guys have any dark horses, some names that aren't big name guys who might potentially run the, run the table this year for their squad, Rob?
2: Greg Brown, uh, University of Texas. I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be up for wooden award, mm-hmm. but I will tell you he's probably going to have like the most highlights on the sports center top 10. I mean, the dude basically has trampolines under his feet. Like, he jumps out the gym. There you go. We, are,
0: we, we love we love to see people with bunnies. Brandon, do you got any dark horses for the
1: uh, Wooden Award this year? Or just um, someone to have know. a breakout year? Yeah, I think breakout year. I think Marcus Carr out of Minnesota. He hit a game winner yesterday, or the other day, already off the bat. Um, another pick for that is Kyler Edward at Texas Tech. He also is a Dallas, uh, Dallas native. And... One more, if I could pick one more, it would be um, that Big Ten. Um, he plays for Illinois. It's not Miller. It's the other – he's number 10. I don't know his name. Ayo. Yeah, Ayo. A-O. A-O. Yeah. yeah, I like him. I like his game. He's a dog.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see some of these guys. The great thing about college basketball um, that we don't really see with the Heisman in, in college football is the Wooden the world – doesn't go to always the the best player on the best team I feel like heisman's kind of turned to that the wooden world goes to the player like who's played the best that year uh, there's been some guys who aren't on great teams who have won the award um, but it definitely helps so uh, definitely like to see that uh hopefully hopefully we get some some new faces out there that that come off the scene in college basketball and become all stars become guys who get really high drafted uh, in the NBA because that's happened. Uh, year in and year out in college basketball, we see it all the time. Players who come out of nowhere who play for Oklahoma State, like a Marcus Smart. Um, State. Exactly. Meant. So. Flawed Marcus. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Marcus. Another Dallas native. Hey, Dallas. Dallas has got the the basketball bloodline thick, bro. We we send guys to the pros all the time. Texas is known for football, but Dallas is known for basketball. Basketball. Yep. So we got some good guys. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get to be able to be able to have the opportunity to talk to some of these guys, get them on the podcast, interview them, and whatnot. We'll see. Got to shoot for the stars, you know what I'm saying? But that'll do it for this first episode, guys. Uh, we had a blast. Hopefully we get to talk to these guys again. Uh, we'll talk some more NBA, some more college basketball. That will do it for this episode. Uh, it, is, it is December 1st when we're recording this. So we always end the episode with playing some music. So it's Christmas time. We got some Christmas tunes for you guys to listen to to end the episode. Um, other than that, thank you guys. If you guys want to listen to more of our podcasts in the future, hopefully we'll be on Apple soon, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere else you guys can find your, um, your podcast. Look us up at 5 Out. That's 5, like the number 5, and then IV Out. There's a space in between the five and the out. Go ahead and go to Twitter. Look us up at five, or excuse me, five underscore out. This is my first time doing this, so it's a little bit weird to me. But go ahead and look us up at Twitter. We'll post some daily content, some poll questions, some highlight videos. We'll retweet some stuff. Keep it interesting for you guys there. But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching.